Hello, and welcome back to the Into the Borough podcast here on the TBR Media Network. I'm Ren, your current host for Black History Month and the content manager here at TBR Media. Today is part two of a two-part series this month with two guests that you may remember from last year featured during Black History Month. Before I introduce our guests, I always want to preface that we are voices in the community, not the voice of the entire community, and we're here speaking from our perspective, and not everyone will resonate with that, but I hope you're able to take something away from it. The theme for this year's Black History Month on our podcast is how Black filmmakers, writers, creators, etc. have influenced the way you see the world and are received by the world. Today, we'll be talking about what Black creators influence the way the world sees you, who paved the way for you to be perceived the way you are over generic stereotypes that flooded mainstream media while growing up. What films, TV shows by Black directors, writers have influenced the way the world sees you? Also, do you feel like there is a platform for Black creators in the entertainment field more than there was before? We'll also chat about historical Black TV channels like BET and VH1, as well as Tubi's newest efforts towards supplying more of a platform towards Black creators and work they have releasing soon. We'll finally talk about our own personal experiences and how media has influenced the way that we've been perceived both in social and professional interactions. All right, and we are back with Snooze and Mike, if you remember them from last week. And we are going to be dabbling back into some cool conversations. Are you guys excited? Yes, yes, yes. Always excited. Let's do it. Absolutely. So last week we talked about um, how Black um, filmmakers and writers like have influenced the way you see the world. And this week we're going to be talking about what Black creatives influence the way the world sees you. So who kind of paved the way for you to be perceived the way you are over generic stereotypes that have flooded the mainstream media while growing up. Okay. Um, yeah. So what films, TV shows by black directors, writers, creatives have influenced the way that the world sees you? Uh, you go first, Mike. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, look for, I, we'll just look, take IT in general. You never really, any show that you watch, you will never see a black person doing IT. It's always some scrawny white guy. I mean, you've just never seen a black guy behind a computer. And I feel True. like representation is a big part of, you know, just the way we view careers. A lot of people only see black people associated with being a rapper or playing basketball. I mean, they never look at hard careers such as being a doctor or a lawyer as something black people can do. So I always took it upon myself and being grateful enough to gain the knowledge and wisdom that I can be more than just a basketball or football player, that I could actually take a hard career, such as being a cybersecurity analyst, and go into it despite my skin color. So I feel that, you know, more TV shows and more movies should have a better job of representing that. But as far as, like, a show or a... an actor who's ever like pushed me to something like that, I'd say Denzel Washington. I mean, just his attitude and just the way that he 
des- describes things and his motivation to be great has always just stuck with me no matter what. So that's mine. I okay. love that. We love um, Denzel. Can, may you repeat the question to me one more time, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, what films, TV shows, um, black directors, writers have influenced or just creatives in general have influenced the way that the world sees you. So like, who do you think kind of paved that way for you to be perceived the way that you want to be? Hmm. I would have to say, I would have to say Lil Uzi, honestly. Okay. In my eyes, at least he's one of the first like rappers that I know that takes some of the risks that he takes. Like, he originally doesn't see himself as a rapper. He sees himself as a rock star. You don't really hear, like, a lot of black people saying that type of stuff. And, like, he kind of just accepts it. He says that says it with confidence, and he's just who he is. And, like, that's one of the things that helped me, like, just make me want to just be me for who I am and take whoever. Like, if you support me, then you support me. But you supported me for me and not for something that most people expect out of of a black man. Like how Mike said, most shows don't really portray us other than anything but athletes or really just any, anything other than athletes or like gangsters, bro. And so Honestly. it kind of just feels good knowing that my reality doesn't like have to be what most TV shows and movies are is because of people like him who are outside of the box, not the ordinary type of person, but he still has a lot of support and he still does the things that he want to do and it makes him happy. No, absolutely. I totally get that. I think for me, kind of who I can think of, um, I have like two. So um, specifically Kiki Palmer, I've absolutely adored her from uh, from like Nickelodeon, if you guys ever watched like True Jackson VP. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Keith I've absolutely, I've absolutely adored her, and I've loved the way that she's just kind of like carried her way through like the media and stuff. Um, I just feel like she was a really good representation because, like, when I watched True Jackson VP, I was like, oh wow, like she's so young and like she's like a VP and she's like a fashion designer and like that's so cool that she's just kind of going after what she wants and they kind of address like the stereotypes and like the way that she's so young but she's kind of going for her like what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually have one, um, who, do you guys have HBO Max at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a new show that came out and it's called Rap Shit. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the advertisements for that. Um, but one of the main characters, um, her name's Aida Goidem. Um, and I actually went to high school with her in Lincoln. What? Yeah. What? So her no name, yeah, she graduated my freshman year, um, and I looked up to her when I was in high school. I was like, you are the epitome of, like, what I want to be. She was so, like, she was so talented. Um, She's a talented singer. She's really good at rapping. Just fantastic. Um, And she was so educated and just, like, knowledgeable. But also such a genuinely, like, nice person. And um, she was on Wild and Out for a little bit. Um, She wrote on Big Mouth. And now she's, like, in, like, she has a show. And I'm just like, you are so fantastic. And just like watching her come from like uh from like where she's like just her like life background and she was in lincoln nebraska (laughs) 
like of all the places and now she's like has a tv show on hbo max and like just is she's so cool like i just think about all the time and i'm like wow and she had such an influence on me on at such a young age and just like watching her like develop and grow into the person she is has just been so like just i'm like wow i'm like you really can like from any walk of life like get to where you want to be if you like if that's where you want to be and you put all your energy into that gotta work for it literally just like you gotta hustle that hustle mentality there's a will there's a way there has to be at this point. I love that. I love that you guys have that as well. Just like finding those people that like, you're like, yeah, I like the way that you've been perceived. Um, I guess like following that, do you guys feel um, that there's now more of a platform for black people in the entertainment field than there was like before, like example, like when we were growing up, I guess. Oh yeah. TikTok (laughs) has been, the number I feel like anybody can go out and do what they want to do they solely really because can. of TikTok and YouTube and Face. Social media in general so has much. just paved the way for any creator right now, especially within the black community. Oh, absolutely. I think that like also opens up a conversation of like, um, how do you guys like feel? Not even just feel like, um, I guess a lot of like TikTok creators have that issue where they'll post content and then bigger creators, a lot of times white bigger creators will take their content and use it as their own like intellectual intelligence. And I feel like you guys kind of may be familiar with that. Like it's kind of hard to monetize and like essentially like trademark intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Is there like, not even like do you guys have a way to fix that but like how do you guys feel about that do you think there's a way that like we as a society could like prevent that from happening honestly when it comes to that type of stuff i see it through a perspective of i don't want to say people are like taking it from us or anything because as time goes on like the more that we become diverse the more that we become like more like each other especially like once you start meshing cultures together and whatnot it's bound for mm-hmm. one culture to borrow something else from another culture it really just depends on the treatment of that like are they using it to make fun of us or are they using it to actually like have fun like i don't think stealing somebody idea from anybody is a good idea in general like that's not cool or at all but like if you're doing this because you enjoy it and like you give credit to where its credit is due then i don't really have a problem with it because like we're doing things because we enjoy it and if you think it's cool then like that's even i don't i don't see anything bad with people thinking that something's cool especially if it's not from your other culture and that they want to show appreciation to it and enjoy the thrill that you get out of doing whatever that is Mm mm-hmm do you think, like, there's a fine line between what would be, like, cultural appreciation and, like, appropriation? Like, do you think there's, like, a blatant difference between the two? Or do you think it's, like, kind of a gray area? I think it's, a like, a massive gray area. I think it depends <laughs> on the value of what's being done. I think it depends on, like, how it's being done. How is it being directed? Why is it being done? I think there's a lot that goes into it. And it really just depends on the certain situation that 
will be that's like the topic of discussion yeah no i totally get that what about you mike i think it's a kind of a gray area only because i mean there's you just some people just don't know like they just don't i do feel like what's ours is ours and i can give a good example like i was watching tiktok one time and there's a black product called Mayo. I'm talking about this product is great for black people hair. Well then, <laughs> some colonizers decide to grab the product and put it in their hair and then say it's too damn greasy. Well, duh, it's greasy because it's not for your hair. Your hair, you're not supposed to be greasy. My hair, it is supposed to be greasy. So they decided to try to dilute it with water. And they like, well, it's not diluting properly because it's oily. Well, duh. Is not diluting properly because it's not for you. It was for me. And you decided to use it in your hair. Of course it's not working. So stuff like that, it's like, just leave it alone. Like, use your head and shoulders. I don't go take your head and shoulders. You don't go take my Myel. Like, there's just some things that you just don't do. And, and I mean, and that's just like one of them. Like, there's just different products for different people. I'm not finna go out here and use head and shoulders because my hair finna fall out. But on the same breath, don't use my myel. I, like it's just not going. It's just, it's just one of those things. I, I'm yeah. not going to eat cottage cheese. That's for them. That's not for me. <laughs> you completely but, just. But the same bread, cottage. Just make sure my red beans and rice is still out there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I think um, because Mike, you said your dad's Nigerian. Uh huh. Um, there was a big TikTok trend. Uh, maybe it was like a year ago or something, but it was when everyone is going um, out, and I don't know which, it's an African food, so like... Eba. They were eating eba. That and like, uh, it's, it's like fufu? Soup. It's, it's, that's what it is. It's eba and a goosey soup. Yeah. How did you, like... And then people were like, I don't get how you eat this. This is, this is gross. And I'm like... And I'd be okay. like, bro, that's not for you. Like, I don't go out saying y'all lasagna nasty. So how you finna go out and say my epa nasty? Like, it's not for everybody. I don't eat yeah. casseroles like that. But you won't have to catch you saying y'all y'all TikTok casseroles disgusting. Like, I won't do that. But y'all just can't say my epa and the goosey's nasty. Like, it's not for you. I feel like different cultures have different things that they vibe with. It may not be for you, so you just say, ah, oh, this is just not my cup of tea and call it good. Y'all decided yeah. to go get epa and a goosey because you saw it on TikTok. Now... That's beyond me. I don't know why you're gonna do it. Like personally, <laughs> I'm not gonna go to no restaurant and eat eba because not everybody know how to cook eba properly. So like, yeah. I would find somebody who I trust that is African and say, "Hey, could you point me in the right direction on where I should get some authentic, good African food?" Because they're not all authentic and good. Like I've had some African food in in Nebraska from this little restaurant. I'm not gonna put them on blast because that's not me. But I'm just saying. <laughs> They they don't have the best African dishes. Now their 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 Jamaican dishes are solid. I mean it's pretty good, but the African rice was not hidden. So it's just stuff like that. Then somebody gonna go on TikTok saying, "Oh, this is terrible. Y'all don't know how to cook." Well, no, they don't know how to cook. I know how to cook. That's fair. I think that's I think that's pretty real. I like mine's always about intent. Like, what's your intent behind taking yeah. something that's technically my culture? Like, are you are you just interested? Because, like, I mean, like, I love I love Indian food. Oh my goodness, I love Indian food. Um, 
I actually have a reservation to go to an Indian food restaurant here in Omaha um, for Valentine's oh. Day because I just love Indian food. Mm. But like, you know, if I've ever gone to a restaurant where I've gotten Indian food and I'm like, oh, this just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not like, oh, this is so nasty. I'm like, oh, well, like, it's not my culture. That's not a flavor palette that I've grown up with, which I find a lot with like spicy food. Like I grew up with like my family's Mexican. So like I'm used to cayenne and like different chili peppers and stuff like that and that kind of spice. And I find that when I have different like ethnic food, um, the the spice levels are just so different in different types of like ingredients that they use. So like I've had African food like at um like from food trucks and vendors um in Exarbin here in Omaha. They'll do a lot of like food trucks and stuff and they have like a multicultural f- festival. And I thought I tried something and it was so spicy I almost died and I was like, I thought I knew what spice was. This was not it. <laughs> I was like, Y'all are taking me out. I was like, I thought I could handle spicy food and it just absolutely like sent me on a wave but I think it's the same conversation like I this was like a lot of like the black friends that I have where like we'll talk it's mac like mac and cheese casserole like macaroni and cheese wild like this is wild you can't eat that from everyone's house I believe that wholeheartedly you cannot eat that from everyone's house at everybody's house I've been to some place who take chicken from the plastic and stick on the grill they even wash the chicken no season no nothing and it's like no seasoning, none. I kid you not. You didn't I, even again, I won't put it? this person on blast. But, but somebody took me somewhere. This was a Ooh. couple years ago, and they made us chicken for dinner, and they no. only seasoned it with salt and black pepper. I said, "Yeah." Who is this? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you. Um. I love Jared, and this is definitely his business that he's created, so I'm not trying to put him on blast, but... Uh-oh. When we first started dating, um, he ordered from HelloFresh because he had just um, moved out from like his ex-girlfriend and everything. Um, besides that point, he was ordering from HelloFresh, and he had no seasonings in his cupboard because he had just moved into his apartment, mm. so he would only use like the seasoning packets that came with, like, the food he was ordering, which, like, they gave him, like, a variety of seasonings. So, like, that food would be seasoned. But I remember coming to his house, and I was like, oh, like, let's make dinner. And him being like, I have salt and pepper. And I was Uh, like, you have salt and pepper? And he's like, and he's like, no, listen, in my (laughs) HelloFresh, I get the seasoning in HelloFresh, and I just don't make food that's not my HelloFresh stuff. So, like, his HelloFresh food that he made for me was super good because it had all these really, like, cool seasonings. But he had none in his house, and I remember being like, listen, I can't date you if this is how it's going to be. And I went to the store, and I brought so many seasonings to his house. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, this salt and pepper thing is not going to work for me. (laughs) You are a literal one for that. I was like, and he's like, he's like, I know to buy seasonings. He's like, but I wasn't cooking. And I was like, no, I totally understand that, which is why I'm not flaming you too hard. Like, you knew that you were wrong. <laughs> like you knew you were wrong, so it's okay. But I think about that a lot of times that I'm like, hmm. Like he really just had salt and pepper in his house. That's just boy, that's just different. I don't I just, understand how you eat food with just salt and pepper. At least get the Lowry's. I knew you was gonna say that too. I knew you were gonna at say least that. get the Lowry's like hey, you ain't wrong. At bare minimum you should have Lowry's. <laughs> Maybe a little garlic like, salt if you're a little. Fan. I use like Morton's like seasoning. I don't know if you guys have ever had. 
Yeah, Morton's like, I'm like, like, I literally told him that. I was like, honestly, you could, you could live with salt and pepper and like Morton's. Cause I'm like, Morton has like all that intricate, like it's got onion, yeah, garlic, like celery salt. Like it's got all the intricate stuff. I'm like, you could survive, grab a paprika and you're fine. Man, just a little <laughs> dash of it too. Yeah, like this is a Blow dash your of paprika. brains out. I'm pouring Bro, a whole cannon. I use so much paprika. Like I'm just like, and, like, in my head, because I'm, like, if the food, like, if I'm making grilled chicken and I don't have paprika all over that, I'm, like, listen, when my chicken looks pale, it looks gross. Like, That's very you true. need to have some color. Like, I'm, like, you got to be ethnic looking. You can't yeah. be looking like, you yeah. can't be looking like, like a light skin, my guy. That's why I, I just, I can't eat at everybody's house. And if I do <laughs> eat at your house, I have to come after you finish cooking. Cause if I see you cooking, oh, I'm judging. He's so I, annoying. Hey, is he? He's so annoying. You don't he's want crazy. me to come and watch you oh cook. Oh my god, he's so annoying. You, you know what? You don't want me I to have come a cooking, and watch you cook. I have a cooking Snapchat story that I'm gonna add you to now. See, no. I, I, I'm a critique. I promise. Man, don't Snoop's in here cooking wings one time. <laughs> Perfectly fine. They fire. Hey, they came out good. They came out solid. I asked them one question. Why didn't you? What was it? Because you didn't break the wing from the drum. Yeah, I didn't chop. I didn't cut one wing. And I asked him a simple question. Why didn't you? And he all, he got all butt hurt. He didn't want to answer yeah, the man. simple question. Are you supposed to? You don't have to. I just asked him why didn't he? Because he did it oh. to everybody else but this specific one. And I just wanted oh. to know why. And he didn't want to answer. So it made <laughs> me believe that he did something to all the other wings but this one. Because why is this one different like that. than the other ones? It was just one that came different. <laughs> it was built different. Yeah, literally. Man, don't let me get started on my man's making ribs. I ain't even come back. <laughs> he didn't. And them bitches, I mean, them ribs was fire. <laughs> them ribs was oh delicious. My... Hey, I saw my man's season the ribs. I said, uh, you can't you know save them all. You said... can't save them all. Free all my people from these Lowry's. chains. What do you guys use to season your ribs? Oh, Lowry's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I need crockpot ribs. What? Lowry still? No, I got hella. Se- I wish you could see my seasoning cabinet. I have hella seasoning. Like, <laughs> no, I season everything. I, I'm gonna let it marinate too. It, it needs do to make penetrate past the skin. I'm not with yeah. that whole, okay, I'm finna season throwing it in the pan. That should not, I mean, that's not good. See, I make, I'll do like, um, like all, I put things in a crock pot a lot of times. I'm a crock pot girly. Crock I love fun. my crock pot. And I'll like put my ribs in there. And I remember Jared saw me making ribs for the first time. And I'm just like putting a can of Coke in there. And he's like, what you doing? And I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm like, don't perceive me. I've had ribs like, like that with Coke. It actually does. It breaks it down really good. It makes it's it nice super- and tender. Yeah, it does. And that's really why like, I like it. Um, but honestly, now I'm Dr. thinking Pepper about it. Dr. Pepper for a different taste. Yeah, Dr. Pepper. Some people throw in beer. I'm not a beer yeah. drinker, so. I don't really like that, but. I got a smoker, so like smoker. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I'm, I'm out here really trying to cook. Okay, period. All I'm hearing is that I'm invited to your house the next time you grill. I mean, when I cook, I cook good. I don't be missing. Okay, where's the invite? I mean, what are you doing this Sunday for the Super Bowl? 
I don't think I'm doing anything, actually. Well, Cam you can come me. down for the Super Bowl party. Period. Cam invited I'm me in. to her parents. <laughs> I mean, Dana people's cool. Yeah, Dana. Dana's chill. We love Dana. Yeah, I love Dana. Dana. They don't yeah, look like pre- Mike, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But you got to think, they were raising Cam. And you know Cam's flavor palette. <laughs> yeah, Cam Cam eat applesauce and mashed potatoes. No, Cam doesn't. Cam Cam lives off of cheese pizza and chicken tenders. No, she don't. Shredded cheese and just eat shredded cheese with quesadillas. No, she don't. <laughs> Bro, I w- I made enchiladas the other day, like homemade enchiladas, and she was like, "I just really like cheese enchiladas," and I'm like, "Like what?" Bro, that's just a cheese tortilla. Yeah, she don't and, even and like to- it heated up. No, and, like, she don't. Enchilada sauce. Dude, she prefers she's on it cold. Not Cam. She's, <laughs> she's going to hear this and be like, what is this? She, so oh. I love that you guys all like what I love that we're all resonating with black food. Um, So I, how do you guys, do you guys remember? I don't know if you still watch them, but when we were growing up, there were the historically black TV channels like um, BET, for example, and VH1. Okay. That's where Do all the guys... hip hop videos and twerking was on. I always yeah, it... them channels. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. I, I think missed. of that all the time. You you didn't miss. I never missed them channels, especially never on a missed. Saturday. I never missed them on Friday or in the morning. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I never missed them on a Friday." That's so funny. My favorite show. Um, Oh yeah, no, your favorite show what? My favorite show on there was Real Husbands of Hollywood, though with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Husbands of Hollywood, hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Nah, man, I was always a housewife person. The housewives <laughs> of Atlanta, too, they yeah. used to move way differently. But I'm yeah. a fashion person, so I only watch housewives to just see how people dress because I'm like, oh, okay, that that that's hitting, that's hitting. I, that's yeah. the only reason why I watch Housewives. You're a fashion I just like person. Watching. Are you oh, a yeah. men's fashion or women's fashion? Both. I, but I think it's women's fashion. fashion is a little bit more intricate, and I like it a little bit better than I do men's fashion. I like men's fashion. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like I watch fashion shows, but women's fashion has always been just a. Mm, I, I love a woman more. who can dress. Like if you can dress, it's just good to me. Do you know how interesting it is to uh, like hear this con like hear this like conversation? Because I feel like it's so like sh- like shamed upon when like especially when like black men are into like fashion. Like there's a stereotypes like oh like that's gay. <laughs> like that's uh, like you like I mean, men. You're gonna, if you're into me, you're gonna have to call me sassy, but I, I ain't changing. <laughs> you gonna have to call me a little sassy. I but... am confident in my sexuality. Man, I, I love fashion. Fire. I just won't wear it. That's all. No, absolutely. I think that's so important, especially within, like, black men. Like, there's that insecurity within your, like, masculinity. Not obviously talking about you two, but, like, just as a general statement. Mm. It's, like, there's, like, that projected where it's, like, you have to be a certain way to be masculine. And knowing that you guys are, like, comfortable in your masculinity and you're, like, yeah, like, I just like what I like. I mean, we saw you at your uh, baby shower snooze. You were wearing a wig. Yes, ma'am. I was pregnant. I was a pregnant woman. As you should be. I think when I like think of BET, um, I think and like I don't know how you guys feel, but I actually watched a clip um on TikTok of Tyler Perry's uh for better or for worse. 
Mm-hmm. But all I think of, oh my gosh, when I tell you it is the most dramatic show I've seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's so dream. drawn out. It's exactly what you think it is. This girl's, like, finding out, like, if if you're going to watch this, don't listen to this part. But, like, she's, like, finding out, like, who her dad is and this shit. And, like, her mom's lying to her about who her dad is. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're also, like, rich. So they have money money. So they're going through the same, like, stereotypical problems. But instead of being poor and being like, I don't know who my dad is, it's you're rich. And it's like, oh... My parents know that that's not my dad, but they're not telling me. Mm. And I'm like, huh? How do you guys feel about a lot of Tyler Perry's movies? Like, See, I like it and I think it's funny. But on the same hand, and this is going to sound real bad. I do feel that it portrays like the black community a certain way. Like loud, ratchet, ghetto. Like, don't get me wrong. It is funny because a lot of it is true. But mm-hmm. it's not entirely like that all the time. Like, yeah. behind closed doors, we probably act out and we a little bit wild. But obviously, there's a time and a place for everything. I always tell people, there's time and place for everything. Here, I might act a certain way, but somewhere else, I might act a little different. I'm going to be the same person. It's just, I'm just comfortable in different areas. Like, the way I act in front of my family is not going to be the same way I'm going to act in front of Destiny's family. Like, it's just not going to be the same. Different. Well, yeah, that's just like code switching, essentially. Yeah, you, you can't. A little uncomfortable. <laughs> I think with his movies, he just touched, like how you said it makes you uncomfortable. I think he just touched on a lot of the uh, uncomfortable situations in our society. And like, I think, I don't, me personally, I don't see a problem with it. I think it's just a small sample. It's like one of the small samples of what the black community actually is. And it just happens to be like super glorified, like. A lot of people know about Tyler Perry movies, so it's gonna have more attention drawn to it. Because honestly, I don't have a problem. Like how Mike said, he be he feels like he like brings light to like more of the bad stuff. I feel like he brings some good light in there too. Because like a lot of his movies do have to. I'm not saying I'm a religious person, but a lot of his movies do have characters who are involved in the church. Uh, a lot of the plots be to where they're trying to make. They're trying to get somebody who's going through a rough time to a better situation. Like, I yeah. feel like he's showing the struggle, and then he's showing the struggle of getting out of the struggle for some of the people in there. Yeah. But I Madea's like the community it shows. <laughs> yeah, like, Madea. <laughs> I say, Madea and Joe is a fool, of course. Like, they gonna be acting out of pocket. But that's just, but, and They're that's really the only people that I see in the movies who are, like, acting out wild and all the time. And that's just a small sample of it. Yeah. I think one of my, like, I think about, like, my favorite Tyler Perry movie is um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, that is a good one. (laughs) I will watch that movie at any time. I'm like, yeah, throw him in the hot tub. I'm like, Mm. I'm like, leave him there to shit his pants. Like, I don't give, like, he deserves it. He deserves it. And I'm like, and yeah, you can like be with him and help rehabilitate him. And you still leave him because just because he's better now doesn't mean that's who you're supposed to be with. Look, you got white women out here killing their husbands, poisoning, <laughs> and those type of movies are glorified. Yeah, go girl, you you do it, you show him, girl. Oh no, yeah. my the hardest movie to ever watch for me is Tyler Perry Temptations. 
That is one of the toughest mm. movies. Even to this day, mm. it is hard for me to watch mm. that movie. Only that movie hurts my heart. It, it, it's just so sad. And I don't know. I just could never really sit with it. It's messed up. How she it is a tough movie. One. Didn't, is uh, that she... the one where she's like assaulted by her dad? No, that's the one where she got HIV because she cheated she... on her husband. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I didn't expect him to like take her back. Yeah. It was so bad because he was so good to her. But she so wanted a good. thrill from the other guy who had money and was just doing... It was... Yeah, that movie is tough. And he gave her HIV. That's what she get. I think that movie... I needed to heal from that one after a while. I didn't really like... Like, I didn't want to date nobody after that type of movie. Oh, like, it, was, it was too gruesome. Because I like, do. He did everything right. He was honest and good. And that's what he got out of it. It was so sad. Wasn't they like childhood lovers too? Yes. Like they loved Bro. each other since they were young. Like You're kids, joking. Kids. No. Oh, it, if you watch that, I can't watch it even now. Like I can't watch that movie. It's too sad. <laughs> That really shows you the epitome of nice guys finish last. Yes. I mean, it's coming at the end. He got a new wife and children and his family, like in the end. And he didn't get HIV? No, so he didn't go back with the girl. The girl became a pharmacist, and she had to watch him and his new family come in here every day and pick up medication. That's what she get. What were they picking up medication for? Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, no. Why. Didn't he own the pharmacy and she had to go get the medication yeah. from him? Yeah, that's what it was. He owned the oh. pharmacy yeah. and she was coming <laughs> to pick up the medication that's for weird. HIV. That's, oh, that's so he sad. Like, he sung hers. It was, a. Uh, you have you ever seen House of Pain? Yeah. Tyler, it was Calvin. Calvin was the main character in this movie. <gasps> You're joking. No. No, he did a sexy cowboy dance for her and everything. And she still cheated on this man. Bro. Because he didn't have I the money never for understand. an uglier dude. Bro, I will never understand cheaters. That should make no sense. Yeah, literally just. Kim Kardashian's in that movie. Yeah, she is. I just looked played, at the cast list. See, she played good in that movie, too. That's before okay. Kim K got all that stuff done. Like, Kim K, when I talk about fashion, Kim K is on my list of fashionable per- like people. She's great. Mm. And the dress that she wore, she slayed that role. Period. Kim K being on stupid. I love Kim K. Yeah, she's super freaking pretty, to be honest. I don't know everyone's a big fan of her, but, like, I like her, so. <laughs> no, he's what it is. I think that's so interesting. I'm, like, looking at what's on, like, VH1 and BET, and I'm like, yeah, this is, like, like love and hip-hop. Mm. That's a show. Love and hip-hop that's- is fire. Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jocelyn from love and hip-hop. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, like, Raven. it's so interesting to think of these, like, shows. That, like, And, like, I remember growing up and being, like, and, like, those were, the, like, the only channels that you got, like, really, like, black people on. Like, you didn't, like, you wouldn't go to, like, TNT or, like, like USA or anything. Like, you wouldn't get, like, black people on those TV shows unless it was, like, a one-off. That is true. Or I used to watch A&E. Uh, what's, 
first 48. Oh, yeah. Hey. I remember, like, I was a big Law & Order girly. Okay. Like, Law & Order SVU with, um, Detective Tutu Tarola. I like, uh, Criminal That's- Minds. I love Criminal Minds. Love Criminal Minds. Criminal they had, Minds. uh, yeah, with Shamar Moore. You know they came out with a new version. Yes, right? I yeah they have. Um, I haven't watched it yet because I haven't actually finished Criminal Minds because mm. I got to season like thirteen and then I got distraught. Um, because I love Spencer Reed and it just got me distraught. I was getting anxiety. Spencer's him. I love Spencer too. Yeah, like that's my man's. Um, so I have to finish it before I watch anyone. But I've been want. I've been trying. I've been watching it still. I like Spencer and so, Penelope. Oh, Spencer and Penelope, bro. Spencer's just such a like a a. I love him, and he's so smart. They have like uh, they had like another Criminal Mind show, um, and it had uh, the guy from Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. But he was like the tech, like he was the Penelope in that version of the Criminal Minds, and I thought that was so cool. I was like, wow. We're talking about like TV channels, so. Um, Tubi, I don't know if you guys know that channel, it's on Roku. Um, so they actually have, are making an effort to supply more of a platform towards, like, different black creatives and, like, TV shows that are coming up. So they actually have four new original, um, yeah, four new original black cinema thrillers coming. Um... So they have The Assistant, Best Friend, You're Not Alone, and No Way Out coming. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm kind of into like, like, I just like horror movies that like are centered around like, like black, like especially black people. Like you think of like Get Out, Nope, um, Us. Fire, yes. Bro, I loved, I loved Nope. You could not convince me. That was like one of my favorite movies of this past year. Was Nope with that alien? Yeah, don't tell me you really liked it with Kiki Palmer. No, Kiki Kiki Palmer played that role great. I just don't like how the plot. I don't really like how it ended, dude. What was the monkey there for? Like the whole monkey situation was wild (laughs) because it had nothing to do with the story. I think it was an imitation of the Skinwalker Ranch. For real, for real. Nah, man, the monkey literally had nothing to do. With the whole plot at all, like, what do you mean? No, what? What do you, mean? dude? It was a random deranged monkey. It gave no. backstory for the guy, but that's yeah. it. And the girl, who, like, they they could have been random people. We didn't need their backstory at all because they died anyway. Like, they were useless. They did nothing to help the story. What do you mean? <laughs> you literally... What are you even saying right now? That that movie it's... was just... Uh, Kiki Palmer played the... Like, she did her thing in that movie. Hella funny. It was just good. But I, when you're thinking of the plot of the movie... No, okay. The plot was supposed to be... Like, it's just like... It's like this ode to, like... The, like, the great American, like, UFO story and, like, this ode to, like, old television and TV. And, I mean, like, they're trying to get this perfect shot of, like, I mean, like, they bring in that director and he's like, the perfect shot. I need to get the perfect shot. 
And he got it and killed himself. <laughs> yeah, but she also got the perfect shot by doing something simple. But it's also a conversation on... Um, which, like, it's an undertone if you're into film history, which I didn't know this until Jared told me because he's got a degree in film. Um, so he's, like, he, like, studied this. Um, so technically, once his equipment would come out of the alien and get developed, that would have been, like, the first way that it was captured. But technically, Kiki Palmer, as a black woman, captured it first on film. And I think there's, like, a real incident with that where a black woman discovered something first, but a white man with better known for it hmm. like her photo was the first and so like that was like a parallel there uh. um yeah it looks like okay so peel said that it's a discussion surrounding the first movie picture ever created from the 19th century goes by unnamed well, yeah it says this mentions because the black jockey that was riding the horse in those photographs has been seen by all but goes unnamed throughout history while the white photographer lives in infamy okay so yeah it's it's got a lot of weird undertones um i get that the monkey doesn't necessarily make sense but i think it does wow. like i'm you say that it's supposed to, like, I don't know. It's it's so interesting. Because um, it's like, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, we watch this, like, why does he feel like he can exploit things the way that he does? And, like, when you think about, like, how traumatic that was for him growing up, it kind of explains why he feels like he knows how to... It's a parallel of him trying to manipulate the alien... Because that's what his mm-hmm. entire, like, theme show is around, it, like, and show is about manipulating the alien, which is the same way that, like, growing up, that they were trying to manipulate the chimp. It just seems like a cool parallel. Also, like, how, like, I don't know. I think it was just kind of, a, like, a fun, like, a fun little, like, fun little story. I don't mm. know. I thought, it also just kind of made it a little eerie. Because, like, why did the chimp, like, all of a sudden just go crazy on his birthday? Like, we don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I'm, like, looking at an article um, from Collider, which we love Collider on these parts. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I remember I looked at a lot of this. Attributed. Oh, there it is. So, basically, I remembered why. I remember reading this before. Um, So, basically, that character thinks that he's, like, since he survived horrible experience he feels like he's a chosen one for higher powers which is why he feels like he can manipulate the alien and then ultimately gets eaten by the alien the alien was weird the alien was weird but the alien was super cool like (laughs) why is it super cool i mean it was just kind of unique and yeah like at the end of it when it really opened up and got all pissed I, that was pretty legit. No, it was. I love like the little, like, fan. electronic store guy that was like, I'll come set up these cameras. Man. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? Hey, See, I, am, I, I ain't gonna catch camera? you. I am not that... I am not that nice of a person. Because... Ain't no way I'm volunteering myself. I know he was like just jamming up, bro. And the way that it would like cause basic storm. That movie is so incredible. See, Mike, I don't. It's it's a great movie. 
All I'm hearing is you like it. When they figured no, out the cloud, I, I like, just I like sitting some in the same of it, spot. but I just feel like it, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't it for me. That's fair. Get a lot of people it. said that. I actually Get haven't seen Get Out. That was the one for me. Get Out was real <laughs> good. That Get Out made me not want to have a white girlfriend. <laughs> that's put him on the trend. I mean, that's put it him did. on the scene. You got to watch Get Out, Rand. Get out it's on my list to watch. I still can't believe you haven't watched it. We talked about this last podcast. I know, and I said I was going to watch it last year. It's Black History Month. I should probably watch it. Ain't no way. (laughs) Ain't no way I haven't seen it. amazing. I know, and I still haven't seen it. I don't know what I'm doing with myself, guys. You can't be dating a white person and not watch Get Out. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. You gotta be aware of the possibilities. Okay, I've been making jokes about it all the time. I'm like, are you about to get out me? And he's like, you know what that means. And I'm like, okay. Got me there, <laughs> but like I, I was gonna spoil it. I've you watched, should. I've watched like enough memes and like clips and stuff that I get the concept. I mean, all I know is, let her touch if, ever, if I was ever in a position like that, I'm being the brakes off of Destiny and her whole family because ain't no way, <laughs> ain't no way, ain't no <laughs> way. You got me <laughs> at this auction, and I'm the one being auctioned. What do Man. you mean? And you didn't even tell me? <laughs> like, try to take my brain? Like, what? Take my body? Like, bro, come on, man. That's so crazy. Oh, I need to watch yeah, it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do so, it. So, fortunately, the way that the media has portrayed Black people has changed within recent years and expanded outside of our traditional stereotypes. Um, do you believe that this change has influenced the way you you are perceived both in social and professional interactions. I think that's super interesting because you kind of both work in like technical like fields. So you go first, Mike. Well, in reality, Snooze is the smarter one out of both of us. He's the real really technical not. person. Really not. Yeah, Mike, do you feel like this change in the media has changed the way that you're perceived professionally? Oh, uh, no. Yes. Yes. It has. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no, because Dusty asked me questions. No, I feel like the media, <laughs> the media definitely has changed how people view me professionally. And the reason why I say that is because y'all look at me like I have dreads. I'm wild. Like my hair red. But still people see me. And they wait to judge me based off of my intellectual side versus like True. what they see as a person. So that's True. why I'm like, yeah, social media has definitely shown people like it don't matter if he's a dreadhead and talk crazy. That man can still be smart. Period. Listen to that. this. I got this story about Mike and me okay. back when we were working uh, in Nebraska City. I remember Mike telling me, you will never get hired with a nose ring. Oh, here and we go. Green hair and with tattoos. You would never get a job. I'm like, Mike, bro. I will. I will get a job at a place where people want me at. And to I'm using that to answer what I think about how social media influences. I think social media definitely allows people to be themselves more often. Like as long as you stay within guidelines and like that don't have anything offensive on you for real. Mm-hmm. or anything offensive about you with your look and how you act and whatnot, then I think you could be who you are. Like, I think it's 2023. Like, it's about it's about time. Like, it's like this. 
but I'm I'm glad that we got to this point because I definitely would be stressing if I had to have a job where I had to censor myself because then I couldn't really like enjoy it. I really wouldn't have fun. I'll be miserable most of the time inside and outside of work. I still yeah. just wouldn't recommend everybody getting green hair tattoos and nose piercings. I'm just saying. Like, just because he did it does not mean you. everybody's going to do it. Don't let yeah. that advice go to your brain. Well, and I think it depends on what field you work in. Like, I'm yeah. pretty customer and client-facing, so I unfortunately cannot have colored hair um, for the most part. Not at least, like, my full hair. I could probably do, like, something like highlights, something, like, small. Um, I also don't have any tattoos. That's just like a choice. So I got commitment issues. That seems like lifelong commitment. And ugh, I don't know about all that. But I definitely like I feel like professionally, like people didn't like, especially like I think about like growing up and like being on the phone and stuff and like over email, like people perceive me differently because I talk a certain way. And like, I don't know. I think that, like, now there's, like, less of a disconnect where people aren't as surprised to see that, like, I'm a black woman. Like, they're not like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what? Like, it's just a, oh, okay. And I think that that's, like, super exciting because I remember for a long time people were like, oh, you talk white, like, you talk too proper. And I'm like, no, I just talk like this. This is just the way that uh-uh. I talk. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just talk like this to you. Like, you aren't my friends. There's a time and a place for my Man, verbiage to change. Very I'm like, I'm not going to be wilding out and saying everything that I would be saying to my friends while I'm in my place of work. Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it has changed. Um, How do you feel like it's affected you, like, socially? Do you think there's a certain expectation for how you're supposed to be, like, when you meet, like, new friends and stuff as we're becoming young adults? Uh, For me, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So, like, it's definitely a little different, like, because I know I talked to some of my old friends, and they're like, damn, like, then white people really changed you out there. So, like, <laughs> it, it's one of those things was like, damn, it, it, my own people just don't be, they don't want to change. You can't free them all. all right. Yeah. I feel like just because you talk proper don't mean you're talking white. Just because you want to go get a master's degree don't mean you're falling victim to white people. Like, I just personally don't see that as a as a thing. Well, like, why wouldn't you want that to be something that's associated with, like, black people? Is like, talking man. educated and being educated. I never get it. Yeah, that one doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, I know. I think, like, as I've, like, as I've adulted, I actually just this year started saying the N-word for the first time in my entire life. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's super weird. Um, and Cam and Jared are always like flabbergasted when I say it. And it's kind of just a part of like my normal speech. And they're kind of like, it's so weird because you were like one of my only like black friends that didn't really say it ever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I didn't really see a need for it. And it's not that I need to say it, but I'm like, no, I can. And it's kind of a part of like my identity a little bit. And I'm like, I'm like, if I want to say it, like, I'm going to say it. And like, what are you guys going to do? Tell me I can't. Man. Like, be like, oh, um, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> I feel like the N-word is just such a one of those... I don't even know why it's such a harsh topic for people to grasp sometimes. But, I don't know. I use it. I use it pretty frequently. I see, I I see it, it as a word of endearment. Yeah. Well, and I think it it's all... Like, it's... I'm all about intent. 
Like, I think it's the intent that you have behind it. Like, obviously, now, now, like, I be telling Jared all the time, I'm like, if you just say it this one time, I won't tell anyone. Man, like, I just want to hear you say it. He won't say it. (laughs) I tried to get Betsy Mama to do it one time. She wasn't going for it. He can't, like, he's just, like, not about it. It's not for him. He's like, I don't want to say it. I don't need to say it. And I'm like, just for me, I won't tell anyone. He's like, you'll definitely tell somebody. Your secret is safe with me. I'm telling all my friends. I know. Oh, my God. Jared just said the N-word. I know. Sometimes I joke about it. I'll be, like, texting. I'll be like, oh, Jared said the N-word. And they're like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, but how do you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he could have. And I'm like, honestly, anytime Cam's, like, acting up, I'm like, Cam, I'm going to tell everyone you just said the (laughs) N-word. Bro, you couldn't. And, bro, your whole reputation would be done at that point, too. Cancel. Absolutely. No, you, there's no redeeming factors for you. You said the N-word. <laughs> Man, there's no recovering from it. Yeah. I think, for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, there's that country artist that's coming to Lincoln or Omaha that's literally said, like, within the like last like year or so, like, the N-word with a hearty yard. People are still standing him, so. Uh. Hey, yeah. you're not going to get canceled as long as you got real supporters. <laughs> I know. That is true. Truly, I don't get it. I loved having this conversation with you guys. Thanks for joining me for these. Anytime. Thanks for, having Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Great time. Yeah, we'll have to have you guys on more often. I'll take over the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Peace out, Jared. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll kick Jared off. We'll just talk about games. Video games? Yeah. You guys are both in the game. Just come on on weekends. You can have a yeah. segment. He doesn't get to come on. You can, he can come on for two minutes. It's a, it's my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me this week. Um, I'll have your Twitches in the description again. Thank, um, you, thank yeah. you. Of course, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm so fortunate to have this opportunity to provide a platform to have real conversations with friends. Just a reminder that we are voices in the community and not the voice of the entire community. If you're looking for other ways to support us here at TBR Media, check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, our YouTube channel, and our website, tbrmedia.com. You can also join our Patreon on a variety of different tiers for all types of fun content. Thanks for joining me for this fun series with my friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next week.